it is time. It's time. Time for? It's time for the House of Darkness. But before that, welcome back to the Ice Cream Parlor. I'm Heidi. And I'm Stefan. And we are your lovely hosts for this wonderful podcast we like to call the Ice Cream Parlor. (laughs) That was cute. No one's ever accused me of being lovely before. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This week, we are talking about the House of Darkness from 2022. Mm -hmm. That House of Charlie Murphy. (laughs) I know most people might not get that, but hey. And yes, Lucifer is in the house. Uh, That's my dog. (laughs) I love Um, your name. Thank you. Thank you very much. We love the name, right? Don't we? Okay. So this movie, House of Darkness, stars Kate Bosworth, Justin Long, Gia Crovatin, and Lucy Walters, and is directed by Neil Laboot. 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 Who directed Wicker Man, the remake. (laughs) Oh my God, really? Which I've never seen. Makes a lot of sense because Wicker Man was not a great movie, and I did not (laughs) think that this movie was great either. It's kind of sucked balls. This was a movie. (laughs) Uh, We can agree it was a movie. Oh my God. He should have given this movie La Boot. Oh my God. (laughs) Sorry. Oh my gosh. Let's start over. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, all right. So, So, Justin Long. Justin Long. Kate Bosworth. Kate Bosworth. Did you know that they were also in Barbarian together? I don't remember that she was in Barbarian. I know he's he was in Barbarian. Yeah, she was, but Is I she don't the first remember. victim? No, I she's not. She's not the lead girl, but she's further down on the call list. Really? Yeah. I only know that because I looked at a little bit of the trivia, which there was hardly any. There was like well, nothing movie, that I could find on this movie like to research. It's wise. been out a year. Yeah, but it also sure it has been out a year, but it's not that great. But even movies It's been out a year. It's got four people on the cast. And it's not that great. And, hum- oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we finally agree. <laughs> I mean, I love that it's a vampire movie. Spoiler alert, it's a vampire movie. But you kind of get that, like, in sentence two of the movie. Really? At what point? Well, first of all, she's wearing a choker. So either it's set in the 90s or it's a vampire movie. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But also, it's her name is... Mina. Mina. Yeah, and I was very hopeful when I, I don't know, for something, like, I was, rec- so, okay, we found this movie just randomly, uh, not knowing anything about it, no previews or anything like that, just the title, House of Darkness, and what do you call it, the box I cover? didn't even look at the box art. So, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know why we thought, well, okay, maybe use the choke color, whatever, you said we had it inkling that it was a vampire movie but when i heard the name mina i looked at you and i was like isn't that the girl's name in like dracula yes so the character so this movie is supposed to be a reimagining of the dracula story however without a dracula without a dracula and i, I get that it's the movie basically is like all the female characters of the dracula movie i mean dracula book dracula story whatever um without the dracula and it could have been amazing however it is very dialogue forward there's very little action as in there's one and a half action scenes in the movie and i mean okay the synopsis is this 
Um, an offer of a drive home in hopes of a one-night stand leads to a night of horror. However, it doesn't. It leads to a night of hours-long dialogue. dialogue <laughs> which I love dialogue-driven movies. However, it, it's got to be good dialogue. Yes. I mean, like Reservoir Dogs, for example. Great dialogue. You know, very minimal uh, scenes or, or locations or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. But all dialogue. And it just carries the movie when it's done And right. a very important lesson. Tip your waitress. Yes. Tip them good. Don't be Mr. Pink. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he get away with the money at the end? Mr. Pink? Maybe. Don't be Mr. Pink. Oh, maybe, yeah. Be Mr. But Pink. But still tip your waitress. <laughs> okay. Does it help if I tell you that this is a horror comedy? No, because there was nothing comedic about it. Right. There wasn't horror. I mean, there's one and a half scary scenes. Not even scary. Just gory scenes. Eh, I don't know. Your... Quote unquote horror scenes, but I didn't see any comedy in it except for the fact that they, um, the the premise, the 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 character that Justin Long plays is supposed to be a player, and he's I didn't get that until after I started researching the movie after I watched it because this character, sure, he seems skeezy and gross, but not a player. Not a I player, don't think so. Not a player at all. I don't think so at all. If he was a player, then they wouldn't have had to have all of this dialogue. If he was a player, he would have got with her in the car right, and then just exactly. dropped her ass off. Exactly. That's We've what all I'm done that. Less dialogue. It would have been already there. He wouldn't have had to drag it on and drag it on and drag it. This movie basically to me feels like um, you're just waiting a for very something. very bad date. Yes, but you're waiting for something to happen and it's getting there and it's getting there and it's getting there. And then some fucking stupid thing happens and then you're like oh shit okay well now we're set back again okay and then you start over and you start over and you're building up and you're building up and you're waiting for the music to drop and then it just never drops and you're like, this movie <laughs> is a vampire blue balls <laughs> that's okay that's a good uh way of putting it because it definitely does kind of give you the blue it has a effect. lot of moments of promise so for there's so there's a character well justin put. long's character <laughs> is named Hapgood. they call him hap and then there's What's the haps on the craps? Then there's Mina, who's the Kate Bosworth character, and they meet at a bar. And after they meet at a bar, she asks him for a ride home. Her home ends up being in the middle of nowhere in a fucking ass castle Yeah, in the middle of America, so, where we're known for castles. Uh, yeah, I know. We don't, <laughs> it's They just skip, you know, right to that point, so we don't get, you know, you don't have to question much of it. You're just we're like, in a okay, castle. we're out here. And it's far. according to Mina... That her she comes from a family who has these castles all throughout the country. Yeah, estates. Estates. <laughs> um, and she happens to be living at that one for this time. Uh, there are a few moments where there are promises of something good, like when the shadowy figure appears in down the hallway, and and uh, when Hap when Hap goes and and is scared by it, and then looks back at it, it's just a mirror. Where is that shadowy figure? Why don't we get more of that shadowy figure? Why don't we get a lot more of those instances oh, of the shadowy question. figure? Aren't yes. you not able to see vampires in the mirror? Correct. You know why? Because, because they... mirrors used to be mirrors used to be backed by silver. So okay. Oh, okay. So the, my question, I guess, is like: so if the vampire was being reflected in the mirror, 
It would have had to be. It wasn't reflected in the mirror. It was was a a creature standing there. But then when he turned to tell Mina who's here and turns back, it's gone and it's just the mirror. (laughs) I just, um, I was trying to think about how the mirror and the vampire worked together and whatever but yeah anyway you see a shadowy figure she's gone that's a very promising moment in the movie because yeah, you're like oh, but it goes shit, nowhere maybe something's gonna happen it goes nowhere. nowhere it's not a it's not a creepy like vibe throughout the house all the time it's just in that instance and then the rest of it is yeah it's dark the visuals are dark and gloomy and they're it's candlelight because the power keeps going in and out because they're in the middle of nowhere um there are um moments where it's just the very relatable, awkward, flirtatious communication that's going between Mina and Hap. And that's fine, but it's so stretched out. Like, had it been me, okay, if I were Mina and I brought this guy home and he just had a conversation at me, I would have kicked him out. Well, sure. But she also invited him in anyway, sort of under like, I mean, she was kind of entrapping him. Like he didn't even, he was like, look, I can just drop you off. This is all good. He really wasn't being a bad guy. Not until we saw his true intentions. Well, because later he on, seemed, but the- he, he seemed like he was pretending to be who he was. All she was asking for from the get go, from the car was- even was just be honest with me. Tell me truths, right? I'm an honest person. You ask me something, I'm going to be truthful to you. And she does. And he is also supposed to be truthful because he admits that he's a liar from time to time. So the only thing she asked for was, the only thing she asked for was honesty. So do you think they would have let him go if I, he would have been honest and not gotten I, lost his cool? I think so because there, it's not like there's this rash of murders. There's not somebody looking into serial killers that's killing men from a bar. Right. It's sometimes, and just like not all men are rapists, right? Not right. all men are, and that make, that is not just me throwing it out. No, that's the reason why they do this. These three sisters are um, are seeking revenge against all men who are the abusive, violent type. Because as a little girl, the eldest sister was, and these are not blood sisters or sisters in blood, as in they're vampires. But the eldest sister uh, was raped by all the townsmen. And then was taken in by some family who I guess were vampires. I don't know. I didn't pay attention to it because this was a very slow movie. Right. But, um, but that's why they're attacking these men. I think they would have let him go. I think they would have let him go if he had been genuine. But the minute she steps out to get them a drink, he calls his buddy. I have a lot his, of issues with this particular scene. Here. Yes. Um, he, he calls his buddy. I think his buddy calls him. No. His buddy texts him and oh, then right. he calls him oh, right, 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 right. and he calls him back, which don't do that when you're on a date or even go when you're so with somebody. That phone call scene to me mm-hmm. is another problem with the whole movie. It's like they knew they needed to drag things out. So, that, OK, he's going to call his buddy back and then he's going to have an extended long conversation. Let me tell you something. In real life, that conversation doesn't happen in that moment, if at all. Or if it did happen in that moment, it would have never lasted that long. If you knew you were in somebody's house and girl went to go get a drink, no matter how big the damn house was, you're not going to sit there and go into details and then talk more. About what you're going to do to this girl. And, this, and-, and then have a, like, first of all, and the reason why we didn't hear the guy on the other end and we only heard his side of the conversation 
is because it was very it would have been i don't know just more unbelievable i think like it's just stupid that that conversation well, went on that long and that he's not like yo bro i gotta go she's gonna come back anytime i'm not gonna be on the phone the conversation was what i imagine locker room talk is yeah and you wouldn't have wasted as much time as you did if you're in the house with the girl you would have waited till after the shit had been done and then told them after if that right but it did let us into who he really is he really is this person who thinks these things so or, or thinks this way he tells her i'm a good guy i'm you know whatever he even uses um he even uses um verbiage and shit that is aligned with you know feminist ideals but the reality is he is just gross yeah i actually so i have i'm uh... You know, this may be slightly controversial, but the thing is like, so I don't know if, so first, here's what I have to say. The disclaimer I have to say is I do think that there, his intentions and the type of person he is, particularly the character that Justin Long's playing, is not somebody that I would be friends with or whatever. But the thing is, is that he's not far off from what just even a good guy does do or would do. Like me being a good guy, I wouldn't, I would hope for the best, but not be upset if the outcome didn't go that way. And I wouldn't, you know, like a lot of him getting mad later on is because he was being dragged along by these girls. Cause at any point in time, he was like, look, man, I really, we don't need to do this. But the thing is they were giving him little like bits and pieces of hope of something that might be going somewhere. And the fact that it was two sisters is really kind of weird and whatever. But he was like, hey, maybe I'm going to have a threesome with two sisters. And that's that's where, yeah, he should have drew the line or whatever. But like as even a good guy in those situations, it's like hitting the lottery, not the sister part of it. But like you're like, oh, maybe I don't know this girl and her friend. Maybe, hey, this might be my lucky day. But the thing is, like, the difference is you can back away from something like that and know that you still have to be the gentleman about it and let the woman steer the direction of the ship in mm -hmm. that sense. You are not allowed to, to force those situations. Mm -hmm. When they happen, they are a lottery win because they happen by chance and not by your doing. Mm -hmm. And so that's a good guy's approach to that is like you still might think like that. You still might even talk to your boys like that at time to time. But if you're not really overtly pushing over the edge, trying to make those things happen or to be like forceful about it, then, you know, that's the restraining part. That's what makes, I think, a good guy is you are able to hold yourself back from the temptations or things like that, as opposed to somebody who's like going to lose their cool when they're not going to get it, you know? Okay. I understand. I think what you're trying to say is you feel like this guy had every reason to feel frustrated and that he was being a good guy because he wasn't forcing himself on this girl. Considering he said, I can just drop you off here and I can go home. No problem. Okay. But he didn't. Because they, she baited him in. Doesn't matter. But he didn't. How many red flags have to hit him across his face for him to start ignoring his dick? No, correct. Because first of all, if a woman wanted to fuck, she would have been fucking him already. Okay. That's one thing. Two, he keeps saying, I should leave. 
And it's not like they're like begging him to stay. Even when it was just her, she's not begging him to stay. He's like, oh, I'll just go. And she's like, have another drink. And he's like, oh, okay, you twisted my arm. So that is on him because he, no matter what flag is raised, he is still thinking with his dick instead and ignoring all of the all of the huge like whoa what the fuck what is happening here especially when she assures him no one else is in the house which is a lie and there's two sisters there now going back to my point though i did say that i would not be friends with the justin I, nobody's character. attacking you no, on no, this <laughs> i'm not feeling attacked i'm just trying to give make sure that there's clarification that he the character right isn't the good guy and he Correct. does go overboard with it but he didn't start off like he did go overboard. He did let it get the best of him. But he really was like, no, nah, man, I'm cool. It's like basically like if you were, if it was a drug, he was like, no, nah, man, I'm good with that. Then they, they, they offered it again. He was like, all right, fine, I'll try it. And next thing you know, he's on fucking, you know, benders all mm -hmm. night for two weeks long. And he's like lost it. That's, yeah. that's the but thing. But in that case, it's not the it's not the person giving him the drugs. No, fault. it's that's still his the own person's fault. fault. Right. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. If it would have been a woman that came to a guy's house and suddenly the lights don't work and there's no cell reception or whatever, or there's no electricity. A woman would not have gone in. Correct. And <laughs> if she said, if, if the guy said, let me go make you a drink, she would not drink it unless she saw that he was making the drink. Right. And if his two brothers, quote unquote brothers, randomly showed up throughout the night, that would not be okay. Like it wouldn't even get to that point. It That's even true. Get to that point. That's true. But that does show the difference. And I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. It does show a difference though between men and women and the situations we're in and how we approach things differently. Men don't necessarily see women as a threat like that and and would aren't going around. And it is a little I mean, yes, women do have to right. be on edge and, and be very aware of their surroundings and things like that. I don't know who said it, but somebody said it this way, and I and, and this is the best way that I can explain it is not every gun is loaded, but you should treat every gun as if it's loaded, right? The same mm -hmm. thing with men, especially, I mean, I, I am pretty open about, I am a, I have a survivor of, of, of sexual violence and, and domestic violence. And yeah. there are a lot of different things that I do differently in my life because of those things. And those are the same and, and those same things are shared by most women. It's like we have to park. If you're parking somewhere in the night, it's going to be under a street lamp uh, or somewhere where there's a lot of people that can easily help if needed. You know, don't park next to a van. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like every little thing that we do, like hold your keys in your hand. Make sure you know which key opens your door at all times. Right. You know, there's so many things that are taught to us uh, as even as young women, as young ladies, uh, as girls, as, as children are, are taught to us, hey, there are dangerous men out there. But how many men are taught, hey, don't be a dick? Okay, but would this movie also not be an example for uh, the man uh, to also show that men can also become the victim? Men definitely can be the victim. And they're <laughs> so underreported. Like, like he, he men should a, report when he, they're being attacked. He's a douchebag, and that's his crime. And but he, it does, you know, he doesn't deserve death. He did, right. The, what ends up happening and the way they treat him and why they're like, 
I had a moment where I thought maybe he's related by blood to somebody that they knew way in the past and that they're seeking him out specifically mm-hmm. because of who he was, which would make more sense. You know, mm-hmm. okay, uh, it's he's still whatever, an innocent, but he's connected to this family that Did was connected bad. to the yeah. rape yeah. of the girl. I thought it went back d- mm-hmm. that deep, you know, like maybe his great, great, great grandfather or whatever. But it wasn't. It's just that he just happens to be a guy who's, you know. Who got. Like, who got very aggressive with them at the end. When they finally turned on him, it's because he got aggressive. And it's not like she pushed them to it. She said, tell me what you want to say. Now, yes. Now, he has been drugged by this point, by them, by something. Are we sure? Well, first of all, he drank whatever she brought him. Mm Mm-hmm. And obviously it made him pass out, but he also drank their wine. Well, maybe the wine made him pass out, but why didn't it make her pass out then? You know, like he was drunk already from the bar. He said that a couple times that he was drunk because he had been drinking at the bar. Yeah, he did. So, as somebody who used to go out a lot and party, have you ever fallen? fallen, Have you ever fallen? Yes. Have you ever driven? No, nobody will take you to jail right now. Have you ever driven and then gone to where you're going to go? And then just falling asleep. But what I'm saying is that if he was dr- way wasted, he wouldn't have made it to their destination. He at least got because we have to, we were told that it's out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So his level of drunkness was still enough. But he drank, for him to get them there. He drank his drink and he drank her drink, and he was just drinking straight. After they got there, yeah, yeah. And, and that and that might have made it. But so, but the point of it is, is that we don't know. She made the drink in the other room, and yeah, him like a dumbass drank whatever the fuck she brought him. That's why you don't drink things that people bring you. You but just also watch it made, again, made. yes, absolutely correct. I hundred percent agree with you. But also, y- the time it took her to bring the drink back, like I get it, it's a big castle. You don't know if she's got to go down how many corridors to the whatever. But like, there was a lot of like excess moments in the the movie where i almost called it a film i feel like that's like not worthy of calling it a film even though it was probably shot on film just because it's such a it's it's not i don't know kudos to the director if this is what he wanted but like i'm sorry man you you really were like edging the whole fucking uh audience the whole time like come on come on come on Come on, come on, ah, come on. Ah, oh, dream sequence, dream sequence. Ah, oh, come on, ah, come on. So ah. the, 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 <laughs> the dream sequence is he wakes up from, ha- from, from having fallen asleep on the couch with the sister waiting for yet another drink, a third drink. And he wakes up in a cave and he's tied to a chair. And the cave seems to be like underneath the house or something. And I'm like, oh, it's going to get good. It's going to get good. It's exactly. a dream. I was hope the same way I was so hopeful in the beginning. I was so hopeful when I, that scene happened. And it basically left me with more questions than I had like, in the beginning. If you're going to have Justin Long in your horror movie, use him to his full potential. He is great in horror movies. Jeepers Creepers? Are you fucking kidding me? I still can't listen to that song. Well, wait. What other horror movies has he been? I mean, okay, he's been in Tusk. He's been in Barbarian. Jeepers um, Creepers. But Jeepers Creepers. But besides that, what else do you know him from? Because I know him from like... Dodgeball? Yeah, that and Accepted and like uh, other movies. Like, well, those are the ones that come he... to mind right now. But he was there, really good in them. There was one movie where it was like a high school reunion. And he played like the gay... Um, he was like the 
gay porn, male porn star. I don't know. <laughs> but he was really good in the horror movies that I remember him from. And did I tell you that I, I got uh, Justin Long's autograph once and it was Seriously? If You Can Dodge a Wrench. Oh, nice. From Dodgeball. Anyway. Well, I didn't know he was. I knew he was in Jeepers Creepers. That might have been where I have found out who he was from. But but I don't remember him being in a bunch of other horror What about movies. Barbarian? But that's new. That's recent. Right. But I'm just telling you because there's a lot of, like, that's a really good movie. And he was a very scared guy there. And he played it really well. well. Right. But, okay. So, for me, Justin Long is Jeepers Creepers and then a bunch of, like, uh I don't know, teen like comedy, teen comedy movies, high school, well, college he was in comedy Goosebumps. But um, do you? See, I don't know. Like I don't know him from any he other. Was horror in Dear movies. David. It's a Wonderful Knife. Are those horror movies? Mm-hmm. Oh, never heard of any of those. So, <laughs> um, I do like He's him. In as Creep an actor. Show. He was in. He's in. He was. He's in a lot of shit. Oh my god. Well. This oh, one, he I was think that... he was a Sorry. little Justin Short. Oh, my gosh. Start over. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Movie was shot well. Cinematography is good. Uh, the dialogue is not uh, to my liking. It's like... It, it was... Okay. It I was think... as awkward as... As a first date. I think that the dialogue would have been better... Without being changed, if it had more action and results and scares or whatever in between the bits of dialogue. Like, for some reason, when you put them all together, it's just this one drawn-out little thing that doesn't please you. It doesn't get somewhere. It doesn't let you get to the point where you're hoping it's going to lead you. But if it had moments of little spurts that were more of a jump scare or more moments of like, ooh, or more like, I don't know, just more horrific moments within the movie, the dialogue might have been fine. I think that the way it was compiled as, you know, like if you take a movie and you do a super cut and you cut out all of like one thing, you're like, holy shit, they said like a gazillion times in a movie or Mm. a podcast or whatever, right? So that's what it felt like to me. It felt like somebody edited out all of the good stuff in between the dialogue. What would you have done different? What I would have done different? Mm-hmm. I feel like, first of all, the movie is giving you the idea that there's something that's going to happen, and it doesn't bring you to that point. The sex that you assume is going to happen is a simple blowjob that's not really great and then is interrupted by a sister. Mm-hmm. Or he doesn't know it's his sister, but it's a person in the house is interrupted. So that's like, a, uh, oh, it didn't work, you know? And then so that's what I'm saying. I don't know exactly what it needs, but it needed to have some sort of a finish to the anticipation it's bringing you on to. The blue balls. Well, I have a, I love Pink Floyd. And there's um, a, a, a song, one of their songs, Time. It has a very long intro. And I remember watching some video of them doing rehearsals for like them playing more recently. And they were trying to, you know, play the song live. And even them as musicians were like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, it's going to drop. Now. Oh, no, no, wait. It keeps going. Mm-hmm. It keeps going. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. One more time around. One more time around. Okay. Now it's going to. Oh, wait. What the fuck? The song's. When do we come in? You know, like, and they were even like, what the fuck about their own song? Now, the song is great, and in the moment when you listen to it under the right circumstances, that length of time is perfect, but it is 
very long. This is one reason why I brought up your daughter doesn't like Pink Floyd because it takes too long for the music to actually drop. And that's the song she I was thinking like about. Not that, yeah, well, she wouldn't if she like listened to that song because it takes almost two minutes before the song to start. And people have, you know, don't have that kind of patience. So I'm thinking that the movie just needed something more to resolve those moments of tension mm -hmm. that didn't lead to anything. Yeah, I, I would have, what I would have added were more moments of what? You're going to lose it if you don't say it. Okay. I, I know exactly what I think this movie needed to be. This movie needed to be a either one, I don't know if it's an episode or a um, Tales from the Crypt. It needed to be a short Tales from the Crypt style story, which either was one of maybe three stories told. Over like the an anthology? Yeah, but not over the course of a movie. Like Tales mm -hmm. from the Crypt was a half an hour or maybe an hour long show that maybe had like one, two, I or remember, three. Yeah. Right? That's all it needed to be. Hmm. That was it. It would have been perfect to cut the dialogue short. Everything still happens the same way. Dream sequence and all. He dies at the end. But if it was 15 to 20 minutes long, it would have been perfect. That's what it needed. Yeah. That would have been good. <laughs> it would have been a I very got. good short. Sorry. Yeah. I, thank you for not letting me lose my moment. Because, <laughs> <laughs> all right. What, what I were you going to say? If it was still a movie, a feature length movie, right? Um, I would have just peppered in a little bit more of that shadowy figure. Yes. You know? The uncredited shadowy figure. Yeah. The fifth, the fifth bone fifth. thug. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have peppered that in and maybe had like, Maybe have had a mirror because the, the most of the movie takes place in, the, in one of the sitting rooms, right? I would have had a mirror there. I would have had a mirror there because she won't have a reflection, and he wouldn't have put that together. But us as the audience could have, have seen yeah, that, that and been that cool. would have been good. Um, I would have during those the walk the the house tour that the sister inexplicably gives him in the middle of the other sister pouring a drink for right. three hours, which took too long. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I would have had maybe like a mishap when they go out into the balcony. You can see his car there. Maybe you can say, hey, where's my car or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, or, that's nice. Or maybe some wolves howling in the background. Oh, vampire and werewolf well, kind be, of like well, dichotomy. Yeah, something. Or maybe um, or maybe have like a, um, like a, a darkness like come over him where he gets feels gets like the shivers or something but we see like this dark shadow hugging him or something like that like those kinds of moments would have added to it and it would have broken up the dullness of the dialogue now everything that was said between the two that were tr being flirtatious not all of it was crap but a lot of it was very just awkward like makes you feel uncomfortable like when you had a first date right but the the re like, there was some of it that was pretty good like i did like that she called him on his shit like when she goes are you married and he tries doesn't to really he doesn't really give an answer until she he finally tells her i'm married but separated legally separated right i like that she called him on his shit um the other sister she was she was very matter of fact as well uh, i didn't like that he saw the sister and immediately was like threesome well, i don't think I he was like immediately that. thinking that i think that she i think it kept him, him to believe that i think he he thought that which is why when he said i'm going to leave 
And the sister was like, don't worry about it. And yeah, even if she inadvertently was or what even even intentionally was flirtatious, his mind didn't say red flag, let me leave. It was maybe I can work this. I don't know if he was well, okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm seeing you wrong. Well, I would. Say. And I will say that maybe my view of this movie and him and this character being just a creepazoid is because I've met men like that. Yeah. And it like like look look at my posture like I'm all, I'm still like grossed out by it because I've met men like this and they tell you. All of these wonderful things, and I'm not saying like they're like kissing your ass or whatever, but they lead you to believe that they are, quote, good guys, meaning they are not aggressive, they are not abusive, they are not emotionally abusive, that they're, you know, understanding of the kind of person that I am, for example, uh, speaking to, speaking about myself, like uh, understanding that I see the world a certain way and they have pretended to as well. And the minute they feel like they're going to not get something from me, they immediately will flip around and be the exact opposite and be their true selves of just douchey McDouchingtons, right? So I think that's why I get such a sour taste from Justin Long's character in this movie, because you see that like immediately when the, when they went to the house and he started saying something, I don't remember what it was. I think I audibly said, ugh, yuck, because you you get that. And, and Justin Long is such a good actor that that came across on the screen like, oh, this is all a facade. He really is gross. Yeah. But his grossness is coming from his like the type of character and the type of person he is, which is why I'm saying his actions aren't exactly foreign to me. But the type of person he is would not be somebody I would personally be. I understand with. that. Now, this has nothing to do with you. No, I know it's not that. I'm not. I don't think it has something to do with me. I don't feel attacked. But what I do feel like is that I personally have had very similar moments where I felt very similar in the same way, and it's just that I approached how I handled it differently, or whatever. Right, you left. But. Or something, or right? Or something, yeah, yeah, whatever. But like at the same point, like as a good guy, we all have those, like those types of feelings. For the most part, like that's a very generalized male type of way of thinking. It's just that you don't act on it in that same way or whatever. But um, you asked me before about what would be better in the movie, and you had named a few things that would have been better. And the one thing I forgot to mention was fucking Dracula. <laughs> we mentioned that I think in the early. Yeah, movie. I know, but that really would have made the movie better if there was a Dracula. If they lured him in and we actually saw a Dracula, that's what I thought was happening when she brought him in and when we found the first mm -hmm. sister. I didn't mm -hmm. think that it was just the sisters doing it for themselves. I really thought there was going to be a Dracula that showed up later on. Yeah, like when the three sisters well, were well, when the two sisters were upstairs. And they, she told a scary story, and then the other third sister approached behind him. I thought that would have been a great place to drop in the Dracula the character. Dracula, yeah. The, I think the Nora character was just, is the original victim in this character, right? She's the one that was taken advantage of by all of the uh, townsmen. Um, I think if they had given her more robust of a role or um, – and I'm not saying do a flashback to the rape scene, but do a flashback to them – uh, attacking all these men, that would have been good. Or giving her a chance to just, ev 
even some dialogue, like take away some of the awkward dialogue for the people, for the, for the couple and give her some lines other than stop being a bitch or whatever it was that she told them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because it feels like she has such a story to tell just based on how she as a character carries herself. Sure. Before we meet Nora, the other sister, well, like when they go up to the roof and they have the long talk and all that, like I do feel like that there were moments where she was giving him this slight, um, hey, A-okay, we are sisters, but we're kind of cool with all that type shit. And that's where, again, like I feel like, yes, going to the point where you think I'm going to have a threesome with two sisters, that's that's just a little bit out there. You shouldn't go down that road. That's not where you should hope that your relationships mm -hmm. are going to lead. But at the end of the day, this is what I'm saying. I'm not feeling attacked. But even as a good guy, there's moments where you feel like that's a hit the lottery situation. Not the sister part, but maybe the threesome part. But at the but I do feel like that he wasn't he wasn't going into that house hoping to bang all the chicks that he found in there. He was hoping that maybe he might get lucky with this one girl. Then he found the sister and she saw them getting a blow job. So the fact that she reacted the way she did and was even standing there watching makes me think that he saw that and assumed, whoa, there's something different about this these guys' relationship. And 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 even still, he didn't immediately go down that road. It was after the long conversation with the sister and they went upstairs and they were talking and this, that, and whatever. Then he's like, wait a minute. Okay, you guys are a little bit different here. What's I happening? I don't think so. I think that he thought that that's why he, when he saw the sister stayed, yes, all those points, but he decided to stay when they offered him yet another drink. And that's where I think a typical guy like you would have probably like, yeah, this is a little weird. Let me leave. Correct. I did think, yep, this is where the movie is dragging it on. Because, yes, as a typical guy, I would not have stayed in that situation. Right. Um, but there was a time where I thought he did try to leave and she did like a pull and she showed up somewhere else and they weren't technically letting that's him leave. That's at the end of the movie. That was after he spewed it off and ranted at them. Yeah. That's now, after he threatened them with violence. I have ranted at some people, and I'm not saying those are my 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 best hours in life, but there have been moments where I have felt that somebody wasn't being honest with me because we talk about honesty, and they wanted him to be honest w uh, with them or mm -hmm. with her, but it, the fact of the matter is they weren't honest with him from the beginning at all. So when you find out that somebody else hasn't been honest with you but expected honesty out of you, that can also make you then snap and sort of say some things that you might have been holding back. Mm -hmm. And I have been in that position where I felt that, um, you know, I wasn't saying what I really truly felt because I was trying to be nice. And then I realized somebody mm -hmm. else was being less honest than I was. And then I did not hold back. Mm -hmm. And I'm not proud of those moments and I'm not that same person anymore. But I was still a good guy then even though I let let it go, you know? And going back to the beginning of, like, why are they even hunting him? Like, was he really deserving of his outcome? I don't know, because, you know, he he was a scumbag. He's not really a douche. He's whatever. He's, a, he's an idiot guy who's a little more bravo than he should be and trying to hope that he's going to get lucky with whatever his circumstances are and take advantage of the situation kind of thing. But he's... He's not a fucking 
rapist or murderer or, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Like, we don't know him to be that. We know him to be a guy who isn't, he's sort of separated. And sure, that's not the thing he brought out from the get-go because most people don't. But he's separated. So he's technically not cheating on his wife. If she knows and they're going through the court system and they're separated legally, whatever, what what is his wife doing that same night? Who knows? You know, again, like they, he doesn't really deserve what happens to him. In I agree. End. I'm not saying that they did is right. These are murderous vampires. I'm just saying this guy was a douchebag. And they're not mutually exclusive. You can be a douchebag and not be killed by vampires. <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. You know, like, I, I understand where you're coming from. I understand that there are men who wouldn't do this. And there are men that have been put in situations that they've been lied to. And so, I totally get that. So when the third girl came around is really when he, like, was like, yo, what the fuck? And, and Because she scared him because it was right after the story that was told. He, yeah. The second one scared him, too, because he was told nobody's here. Now, granted, that could have been, oh, oops, I'm sorry. I didn't know somebody was here. I didn't tell you that I lived alone, but you also didn't mention that you don't live alone. Like, that's <laughs> also normal to, oh, my roommate might be home. Oh, she's not home. Guess what? We're good. Oh, I guess I fucked up because it's a big mansion. She is home. But the fact of the matter, you're like, you did sort of lead him on to believe that you might be here alone. I agree with you. Blame the vampires for luring a man to do the things that he naturally wants to do and killing him. This is not a good reason to kill somebody. feel that the movie itself was dragging itself on and this is part of the reason why it shouldn't have is because it just ended up going nowhere and this is what it led to is his misogyny um, I feel like came out from the circumstances and not that that coming out means it was there all along. Right. Because even if you're frustrated, it does not excuse you from being a polite person in society. Correct. Okay. Correct. But this guy also could have possibly avoided all this had she not just started off with, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to. So maybe I'm running around in circles. I just feel like that that was fucked up that they brought him in to kill him when, you know, like, go after somebody that deserves it. Did he deserve it? Right, but they're not vigilantes. They're murderers. Okay. <laughs> like, this is this is not them being the good guys and killing off all of the rapists. This is them being vampires, uh, feeding off of the people they happen to come across. You know, they just happen to be men who are the easiest to lure. You just so need a pretty face. How would you... Let's talk about the dream sequence. Because the dream sequence is arguably the most on-edge scary part of the movie. It is, sense. because it's even... It, the dream sequence is the best part of the entire movie because even the gory part of it wasn't good. Right. It wasn't a Savini blood best, you right. know? So the dream sequence, that's when he wakes up in the cave. And he lets him, he sees a shadowy figure in the cave mm -hmm. and he escapes his bondage in uh, being tied to the chair and starts looking for a way out. What an idiot. You're going to search for the way out by yelling hello <laughs> so that you give away your position and that you escaped your bondage. Bondage? Well, I don't kink shame. And so, but he does find a lot of things. He finds 
a stack full of shoes. Mm-hmm. And right. Sc- like, yeah, stack full of shoes. Were there bones and stuff like that? I don't too, remember. Maybe? There was a burnt up car. Um, and yeah, then- the car. The car. Well, how the fuck did the car get down there? I don't know. And then, then there was light at the end, and he saw that he can climb up and get out of there. But he falls and he shatters his, his leg, leg. And that was cool as shit. Yes. Now, at that moment, I thought, okay, the movie's about to fucking get fucking serious. Like, now what? Now what's going to happen? You're, you know, let's go. Let's go. There's some action. And then all of a sudden he wakes up. And it was like, what? We're we're back to square one again? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. What well, would have been cool if it was in the dream sequence? Well, I wanted to ask you about the dream sequence, though. Mm-hmm. Because... There are moments where they reference it later. How, did they drug him, do you think? I think because he drank her drink, right? Which could have been... Blood? Maybe. But I think because he drank her drink and they shared that intimacy. You know how vampires are tele, not telepathic? Yeah, telepathic, right? They can read each other's minds kind of thing. What if because they shared fluids for lack of a better term, uh, that they now are intrinsically like just like subconsciously tied in some way. And so when he went into his sleep, into his subconscious, he tapped into a possibility of the future. A possibility of him being tortured and Mm -hmm. well. Or a possibility of his doom. Or he saw himself in a memory of her, of somebody else even. Who knows? But yeah, they do reference it later in the movie. Or not reference it, but they do show the well, end with makes, the shoes. She says, no, but, but remember he goes, wait, wait, why did you say that? Why did you say that? A cave, right? yeah. Because that's what I'm saying. Like she was saying something specific that made him realize that, wait, I saw that in my dream mm-hmm. that I woke up from and then you were just staring at me. Like, um, I don't know. Maybe th- she was putting the idea in his head to scare him because... That's the power of the vampires. Maybe. But I will tell you, I will tell you, Dracula did something similar, right? He preyed upon two innocent women for no reason other than that he wanted them. To eat them or for what? Because doesn't he to just... To turn them, right? No. Yeah, to turn them, right? But for him, it's it's not a feeding thing. It's It's just a... Correct. And then he fucked up fucking Renfield or whatever... You know, he <laughs> fucked him up. So he's sitting there eating flies and spiders and fucking a insane, insane asylum, you know. But, but we love Bella Lugosi. You know, we love the Dracula character because he, even though he's the bad guy, he does it in such a way that you, he's like, he's the, charismatic. He's like the Tony Soprano of vampires. I don't know. I was a Manolo kind of girl. Manolo. <laughs> I says the soprano, not Montana. Oh, I'm sorry. A different accent away. Oh. Oh, that was wrong. I just confused the Jersey and the Cuban (laughs) accent together. Tony Montana, Tony Soprano. Two different Tonys. Tony Soprano. Uh, He's the good, he's the bad guy who's the anti-hero who you root for, even though he's the mob boss. Right. And that's Dracula. And that's Bela Lugosi. Yeah. Done and done. So, I... Look, this movie, in so many ways, I feel like just kept leading us on to a ending which we weren't really satisfied with. And that's, in a sense, what was happening to the characters. 
in that moment. So it felt like the characters were leading one on to then get to a situation that then it was just leading them on and leading them on. That's exactly what it was. The whole movie, we were being led on like Hap was being being led on. Yeah, exactly. And our dumb asses should have left a long time ago, but we didn't. (laughs) stayed. But we fucking stayed. And so did he. For the promise of something good, good. So maybe then. But we didn't get the good, good. So maybe that's what the director wanted all along. And if that's what he wanted is for the audience and the movie to feel like we got blue balls. Yeah. Yes. Then Done and done. Thumbs up your butt. Two thumbs up your butt. (laughs) La boot. (laughs) (laughs) stupid (laughs) stupid so this movie within the first few moments of the movie you realize it's a vampire movie but the reasons for hunting men is unique as far as vampire movies go um in the world of revenge rape is the generally acceptable reason for revenge killings rape is always uh, usually it's revenge worthy always correct but in this instance it doesn't qualify because it was not Hap. Right. If he would have been a, a rapist before, if that would have came out, then I, that might have made more sense. But yeah. But it's hit or miss. When you go bag. to the bar, at the end of the day, if you go to the bar, you're only going to find people who are pretending to be X person for the night. Right? You don't go to the bar and say, here's my heart and soul. This is my biography. My autobiography, Here's here are my bullet points. If, you go and you're pretending to be somebody for the night. Yeah. If the movie would have started at the bar, it would have been way worse. And I'll tell you why. Because then we would have had to go on through that dialogue, then the ride home dialogue. <laughs> the fact is we showed up at the at, right at the ride, at end of the ride home. And that at least started at a better point than us having to go through the whole other night before that and everything. Um, yeah. What if... Ready? Yeah, I have a question for you, too. Okay, what's the question? No, no, you go first. What if Mm -hmm. the dream sequence wasn't a dream sequence? What if the dream sequence, after he shatters his leg, Mina and uh, Lucy, was it Lucy? Yeah. Yeah, Mina, Lucy, and Nora. Mina and Lucy find him, but they're in like this ugly vampire face, like, Dusk till dawn. Oh, from dusk till dawn. Yeah, yeah. like when and, uh, um, Salma Hayek turns to yeah. a vampire. So then they grab him and drag him back into the cave, and tie him up, and then they start to kind of just nibble on him a little bit or what have you. And then Nora comes in and tells her story, mm-hmm. and then they, yeah, that like, would have been good, like a death of a thousand. Lashes, cuts. cuts, yeah. Eyelashes, yeah. <laughs> butterfly like, kisses. <laughs> like that's really what it seems like. You know, they're they they're really like more out for the, you know, I need to torture to teach a lesson kind of thing. But in reality, they almost killed him almost instantly too. Like, did he really suffer if that's what they wanted? Um, right. Although I will say that um, the when they do eat him they're not they, they drink his blood it comes out in spurts because they hit these major arteries right which is good because scientifically they were correct however they also were like eating his flesh weren't they yeah i thought so too they were like ripping and off skin. i'm like that's Vampires not correct yeah i have a question the question i had um i was gonna ask you earlier is kate bosworth what right off just saying her name what what do you know her from blue crush is that her 
Is that her? That's the one with um the the surfer girls, Michelle Rodriguez. Is she in that? Let me see. Cause I only know the name. I can't put the name to a movie. Um like, I, I also know, know she has two different color eyes. Oh, she's a husky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blue crush. Ah, blue crush. She okay. was the main character. Blue crush. Gotcha. So Kate Bosworth. So she was also well, let me see. Well, she's also in this movie. that's it uh no she was in she's been in a few movies that are pretty well known um but i'm trying to i'm I'm looking it up now just so that i can do her justice but i know her from she has a film career well i know her as having a film career too but i actually only know the name right now because when i saw this movie and it said justin long Kate Bosworth. I was like, oh, Kate Bosworth. What what has she been in? I don't know. Oh, she's Lois Lane. In Isn't what? she? What else would she be in Lois Lane? What in Superman, the new movies? Because I didn't watch the Henry Cavill. What's his name? Henry oh, Cavill. Maybe she wasn't. Superman Returns. Whoa. Like the 80s Superman Returns? Yes. She's Lois Lane from the 80s. No, this one here, her 2006 H- one. Henry Cavill? Uh, Brandon Routh with Kevin Spacey. Whoa. I didn't know that. Kevin Spacey was in a Superman movie? (laughs) He probably was like, get me that role. Telling his agent, I want to be in Superman. (laughs) I hate Kevin Spacey. Now? Yeah. Well, I mean, no. Yeah. Yeah. He has always been in some creepy roles. Well, he was the bad guy in Seven. He was. He was also the bad guy in American Beauty. Beauty. Yeah. <laughs> but he was also. It wasn't he like the Beautiful Mind or something like that. Yeah, he's been. And I mean, I know him from. Uh, uh, I don't think he, he was. He's Kaiser was... Soze. Yes. Usual suspect. Usual suspect. Yeah, he's always been a bad guy. We should have known. <laughs> I know. We when people known. tell you when there's... he was walking with a limp and then all of a sudden he walked. He's strutting. <laughs> <laughs> you should always believe people when they tell you who they are. Say hello to the bad guy. It's the last time you're going to see a bad guy like me. Let me tell you. Oh, my God. I don't know what to do with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, um, I was, I, I don't know Kate Bosworth from anything. Like Blue, Blue Crush, Crush, I do remember that, but not so much. She was uh, Lois Lane in, in in the Superman where Superman has a kid. I don't know. You don't remember that one? I'm not, I'm not a huge Superman fan. I haven't seen many of the Supermans, um, especially the more recent ones. That's why I was asking Henry Cavill because he's the most recent one, I believe. And I think that's the one before him. I don't remember those ones. So, point being, I do know her name, but I don't know her as a like significantly. And what what has she done? Like I don't know. Um, anyway, I haven't. That either. was that. Like that's it. Four characters, one uncredited, and the guy who directed Wicker Man. That's <laughs> what we got. And poor Justin Long. Why is he taking these movies? Some. Um, I was like trying to look up stuff and I couldn't find much because there wasn't hardly anything to find out about this movie. But there was something where I said somebody mentioned that the character he played here is basically the same character he played in The Barbarian. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I like him, though. I like Justin Long a lot. I like him, too. He's a good actor. I think he's funny. I think he can be, um, you know, he can play a lot of different roles and he can be scary and, and, and not scary, but be scared scared in scary movies. Jeepers, uh, creepers. <laughs> we didn't, I guess we didn't have expectations because we didn't even know 
he was really in the movie until we kind of like looked well, at the the title. first scene. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, when we saw House of Darkness, all we saw was House of Darkness. Sounds cool. Justin Long sounds cool. Well, Best play. It said Justin Long. I said let's just watch it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Justin Long, House of Darkness, press play, boom. That's all we had. And what we got was not what we were hoping for. At least that's how I feel. Mm-mm. But what we got out of it was the ability to talk about it on an episode of our podcast. And you know what? This mo- this podcast is not all about great movies. It's all about horror. all horror movies. The well, good, the bad, and the ugly. How bad is it that vampires are usually oozing sexual tension? Mm-hmm. And this was a failed attempt, not by the director, but by the characters because of the nature of the story, failed sexual, sexual tension. tension. <laughs> what would have been the non-failing version for them having sex? No, the 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 version that would have the version that would have been good would uh, better. I'm sorry, would have because this is not a bad movie if you're into. Slow burns, although you don't really get the bang at the end. Um, I think this movie just needed a little bit more spookiness, uh, or a little, or something a little bit more grotesque. Um, if the if the ending was the climax that we were all anticipating from this blue balls of the storyline or the dialogue, um, it should have been more than just immediate death for him. It should have been drawn out. It should mm-hmm. have been. It should have been painstaking, like hear his screams, like like as you pan out of the house and the camera goes out through the door and out and then it pans out to the neighborhood and it's the only house in the area. You should hear his screams echo. And then the crypt keeper. And then he goes <laughs> and then he goes, and for our next tale, because that's what that movie needed. <laughs> It needed a quick 15 minutes, and let's get to the point and move on to the next one. I'm just scared. This would have been the perfect Tales from the Crypt episode, and then move on to something else. And we will do that on the next episode. That's all I got. That's all you got? That's That's all all I got. I have no other uh, thoughts on this. I mean, would you recommend it? We usually say that. So would you recommend people watching it? Um, No. I wouldn't either. I, I would think, tell people about it and say, these are my thoughts, but I wouldn't say I recommend you watch it. I think, if anything, we haven't done an episode on it, but I do remember enjoying Barbarian a little mm-hmm. bit more. Oh, Barbarian was so great. So go watch that one instead of this one. But unless you're just really trying to do some sort of like research on why directors and screenwriters and um, you know movie uh-huh. filmmakers write dialogue the way they do like maybe there's some so i don't know what it is but maybe there's something in there if you really wanted to study it on like i said if that's what the director's and it's not the director really because he didn't oh did he write the movie he Uh, did if he wrote the movie intentionally to try to have the audience feel the same way the character felt in the movie with just this never-ending tension Mm -hmm then I think there might be something worth studying or watching if that's your thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're just, you know, if you don't have the patience for it, then don't don't get into this one. Skip right over to the next one. Listen to this episode of us talking shit about it, though, because <laughs> that's much have. more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all I got. 
Thanks again for stopping by to another episode of the Ice Cream Parlor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. To check out what we're doing, visit us at icecreampodcast.com or you can find us on social media at Ice Cream Parlor, the podcast.